Welcome to the Assistive Technology Hot Corner, your one-stop shop for everything assistive technology. Sit back and join us for some friendly banter, news and notes of interest, and of course, assistive technology tips and tricks. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Mote and Israel Cazares. We welcome you to the December version of the AT Support Group meeting, otherwise known as the AT Hot Corner. I'm Mike Mote, Israel Zaridas alongside. We welcome you to December of 2022. It is so hard to believe that we are near the end of another year. This thing has flown by, but we're getting close to the holidays, 10 days till Christmas, and we hope everybody's getting ready for that. We have a lot to talk about on this edition of our um, meeting. If you're here live with us, uh, of course, we do this on the third Thursday of each month, starting at seven Eastern time, six central time and four out on the West coast. And we would love for you to join us live and you can certainly sign up for that. And I'm going to get Ryan Harvey, who is with us as well, uh, to let you know how you can do that and be informed uh, when we go live. Uh, If not, and you're listening on the podcast, wherever you may be, we hope this finds you doing well. And we thank you for choosing the AT Hot Corner podcast to listen to. And you can do that on any device you choose, whether it be the A-Box. Of course, that's the A-L-E-X-A. I won't say it out loud because if I do, I'll set off a bunch of boxes that are listening to us. Uh, Also, Apple. She's always listening. Oh, she is. She sure is. Uh, but we hope that uh, wherever you're consuming our podcast that uh, you enjoy it this month. Because as I said, we have a lot to talk about and some very interesting news really on both fronts, uh, both uh, from the mobile devices to the PCs. So it's good to have everybody with us. Let me introduce Israel Cazares. And of course, you just heard the voice of Ryan Harvey. Israel, good evening to you, sir. And before we really get into this, let me take a moment. We have a birthday to celebrate, and it is your little girl. Well, we do. She is a year old today, so congratulations on that. I know you're excited about that. She turns one today. so that's Absolutely excited, Mike. Thank you so much for that. Yep. It's hard to believe that uh, little Chloe Ann is one year old today. Yeah. And uh, it it just seems like just last year, you guys were doing one of these, and I was sitting in a hospital right now. Uh, with a baby that was a few hours old at that time. And now we're, you know, full circle back here again and uh, a year older for the baby. And and she's doing well, crawling around toys everywhere. It's, it's great. It's been, it's been great fun. So, yeah, I'm glad that everybody's here this evening. And if you're listening to us in the podcast, welcome. Another year has gone by of AT hot corner we have had a lot of fun doing this show for you guys. Um, primarily, it's for us to be able to talk to each other and to talk to you so that we can pretend we have friends. Isn't that right, Michael Mo? Uh, sure. Uh, whatever, you say, whatever you say. Ryan, for those who would like to join us live and would like to send us emails, good wishes, bad wishes, whatever they would like, how may they contact us? here at AT Hot Corner? That's a very good question, Mike, and they can I'm do so. so. I'm glad you thought I <laughs> thought it was, too. Go ahead. And they can do so by, first and foremost, if you'd like to get in on the live Zoom meeting, we do have a distribution list. All you got to do is go to athotcorner.com. That's A-T-H-O-T-C-O-R-N-E-R.com. Click on the Contact Us link, and the very first thing you'll see up top of that page is a Google form 
that you can sign into your account uh, there in Google and uh, put in your information, your email address, things, you know, your name, Social Security card number, credit card number. Oh, no, 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 none of that. I'm just messing with you. Um, I'm just in a good mood tonight. Um, And you can get in to the live distribution list. We'll let you know either the morning of or the day before when we go live. So you can have that and you'll have the Zoom link and you'll be able to listen to us ramble on about assistive technology and all that good stuff. Uh, Also, if you have a question or comment for people that are discussing things on this show, let's say you got a good idea about uh, how to do something better in teams, like Mike was mentioning uh, either last month or the week, the month before. Uh, you can send that all to us individually using the following naming convention. That'll be first name dot last name at athotcorner.com. So uh, Mike.moat, Israel.Cazares, Roger.Allen, who is not with us tonight, and myself, uh, which you, you probably don't want to use this one, but Ryan.Harvey at athotcorner.com just for kicks and giggles. Yeah, that's H A R V E Y, by the way, for dot Harvey at uh, athotcorner.com. Well, you you don't have to emphasize that. I mean, come on. That's Ryan.Harvey. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we we welcome your feedback. We would love to hear any suggestions you have for future yes. podcasts and future live shows. We thank you for your feedback. We take it all uh, very seriously, and we do highly consider what our folks are telling us. So tonight we're going to talk about new iOS 16.2 that was dropped the other day. And some things that may have been fixed and a few things that aren't fixed just yet, even though we thought they might be. Uh, and for that, as far as that goes, the Braille, the Braille issues continue to be probably at front and center of what is the problems with our, uh, with our iOS versions. And Israel, if you are prepared, I'll let you talk about some of the new features and some of the things that we do know that are part of a uh, 16.2. And then we'll circle back around to talk about some of the, uh, maybe some of the problems that we have with 16.2 that folks may want to look out for. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so Mike, as, as he mentioned, uh, iOS 16.2 is out packed and loaded with tons and tons of features. Uh, I came in at about 1.7 gigabytes on my iPhone when I downloaded it, downloaded it. That sounds weird. When I downloaded the software this afternoon, um, 1.7 gigs on my iPhone 13 Pro Max and iPhone 16.2 is loaded with a bunch of features, among them being Apple Sing is a feature that has just been released with Apple Music. If you are an Apple Music subscriber and fancy yourself a singer or would love to just sing in the shower, which is where I do most of my singing. Um, you can now lower the voice. Yes, indeed. <laughs> you can now lower the voices of the artists as uh, from the track and sing as though you were on a karaoke, which is kind of fun for parties and for cool things like that. I will throw this little caveat in there. I have not yet found how to lower the voices uh, of the tracks with voiceover. Um, so there's gotta be a way I'm sure of it. Um, I just, I haven't, uh, taken the dive deep enough to find out exactly how to do that with voiceover. So you must be an Apple subscriber to benefit from this, uh, feature. 
and not all of Apple's, uh, not all of the millions of songs that are, are in the Apple library are part of Apple Music Sing. Uh, but there are a lot of playlists and more and more music will be added uh, daily. I saw some hits. I know that uh, Mike Moat likes to sing uh, Rolling in, in the Deep by Adele. So we'll have to have him <laughs> sing that for us later. Oh, sure. Well, I'm <laughs> so, a few bars later. Yeah. yeah you, you, you'll want to hang out for that after the oh, after sure. we stop the recording. For and, us. and actually, now that you mentioned that, there is a guy and I, I, will, <laughs> I will give him credit if we have the opportunity. I want to show something that was uploaded to the Apple Viz website today of an example of the Apple sing, but voiceover reads the lyrics and it's quite humorous and funny. So if we have a chance, we'll do that after a little bit later on. So uh, you'll look forward to that. <laughs> and and then Mike's going to serenade us. I'm, I'm still no, putting on the not. spot for that. No, he is not. <laughs> but you so, Advanced data protection is another feature that has been re- uh, released with uh, Apple iOS 16.2. And advanced data protection is going to further encrypt your iCloud uh, interactions. Now, this is going to make it possible for you to use even a physical key. Uh, one of those, um, what are those called? Those decryption keys that you can touch to a device. So they're going to make it possible for you to use one of those token keys uh, to be able to do that with advanced data protection. And that is very important for those of us that are highly conscientious about security on our iOS devices. Uh, it further protects your iCloud account uh, from even from Apple itself. They cannot decrypt your information. So again, Apple places a lot of emphasis on privacy, on security, and on personal data protection, which is something that here at AT Hot Corner, we talk a lot about and we try to educate the public a lot about on protecting your data, how to protect your data. And Mike Mode is going to have a little a conversation with us that he does every year at this time of year about protecting your data. So there's more features to come with that in iOS. Stage manager for external support. Uh, stage manager, if you are familiar or not, is an iPad feature iPad Pro feature that allows you to do more multitasking like you would in Windows. They've added external display support for Stage Manager. So you can now uh, display your apps on more real estate. So for those of you that need a little more real estate, whether it is that you're using uh, low vision uh, magnification and you need more space, more canvas space, they've now given that to you. Speaking of Canvas, there is a new app called Freeform on iOS 16.2. And iOS 16.2, this app allows for inter-app collaboration or for real-time collaboration, I should say, uh, with iPhone, iPad, Mac, and uh, Mac users on, um, um, on collaborative products. Wow, I'm falling apart today. Wow. So if you can work with a team member, a colleague on a specific document or project, and that document and project is updated in real time. At this time, it is not the greatest when it comes to accessibility. There are some major bugs uh, when you are looking at web links that can be dropped into the canvas, into the freeform canvas. VoiceOver currently identifies it as weblink, weblink, weblink without telling you what the weblink is. Same thing with files. So there are bugs 
in the system, but I am fairly confident that Apple will continue to fix these as we roll along. And we definitely hope that they do because it is a big feature in terms of productivity uh, and collaboration with uh, teammates or coworkers. So now you can disable the wallpaper in notifications if you haven't always on display. So if the wallpaper in your notifications bothers you uh, visually, you can now disable that. So that is really good for you. And uh, iPhone 14 uh, has uh, an always on display. They've made a new change. And this is the last point I'll talk about here that relates, relates to security. They've made a new change on AirDrop where it now defaults to contacts only. Uh, so you can now AirDrop with people that you have in your contacts. And that is now done by default. Uh, so if you want to open it up for everyone, you can, but you'll have to go into your AirDrop settings to do that. And after some time, it will revert to defo- uh, to the default, which is contacts only. Again, this is a way to close off uh, your system from unwanted intrusion. AirDrop is a great technology, but of course it can be abused if in, in the wrong way. Uh, circumstance and by people that don't intend to do you any good. So again, airdrop is now default to contacts only. There are a lot more features that are packed into iOS 16.2, but for the sake of brevity, I will only focus on those. Um, There was a feature that was going to come to iOS 16.2. It has been scrapped. We talked about it last week which was or last week last month which was the uh accessibility ui or user interface i don't know if apple has chosen to push that down to a later date or they just simply decided to scrap it all together uh but that was supposed to simplify the screen and the touchscreen experience for uh folks in as an accessibility setting uh there's potential there. So I definitely hope that Apple brings that back uh, in, in later versions of iOS 16, if not iOS 17, we hope to see that back. So those are some of the updates in iOS 16.2. It is a very fairly stable release Um, works really well with battery. Although in, in the interest of full disclosure, I've only been using it on my iPhone for about six and a half hours. So that's that's what you, that's what you got so far. Uh, if you guys want to check it out, we'll be linking to an article that discusses iOS 16.2 in further in greater detail, and you guys can definitely uh, visit that. So that's all I got for now, Mike, and I'll turn it right back over to you. And since you did bring up the battery life, I will say that uh, with the iOS 16 and iPhone 14, which I am a proud new owner of uh, as of the last week and a half, and the battery life is incredible in the 14 models. If you are in the market for a new phone or if you have a plan that is set for uh, you to have an upgrade where a lot of carriers are now giving you a phone on them, uh, if you sign a you know two- or three-year extension or contract with them, uh, you're going to get a very reliable phone with good battery life. I cannot speak uh, any higher of that. I think the 14 is 
probably the best battery life I've ever seen in a, in a device. I'm getting about 30 hours of battery life on my phone. Uh, now, granted, that is with general use. Uh, we're not playing videos the entire time on the device or anything like that and really stressing it. But just day-to-day use, I can charge my phone once every day and a half to two days. And I'm getting, uh, like I said, about 30 hours of battery life. So that's, that is really strong uh, for a device. Now, how long that lasts, we'll have to wait and see. But at least at this point, the battery is doing extremely well. And the processor is a little bit faster, and I can tell a difference in that as well. Uh, so that leads me into, uh, as Israel promoted a while ago, a speech that I do give quite a bit during this time of the year, because I think it's really something that all of us should really rethink and consider when we're out buying new devices and new gear. One of the things that we do a lot of is go to the Apple store or the iOS store or places similar uh, when it comes to getting phones or maybe to a Costco or a um, maybe an Office Depot or wherever you buy computers. And you want to be able to, or maybe you get them delivered uh, through the Dell, deliver, you know, direct to you or whatever. Uh, one of the things I will say about this is this time of year, we have a lot of things going on, a lot of great deals, but with great deal comes some risks of being taken advantage of. I will say that much. Uh, so it is really important if you are a user of assistive technology, and we all are here on this meeting and those who are listening, or if you know someone who is an assistive technology user. One thing I would stress to you is that just because it's a new item doesn't mean it's going to meet your needs. There's a lot of people who will buy iPhones and be given iPhones by a relative thinking this will say, you know, this will be the the thing that they need, the item that they need. Maybe the screen's big enough. And this happens a lot, unfortunately, with people who are visually impaired and not totally blind. Uh, voiceover is what blind people have to use in order to use a touchscreen device such as an iPhone or an Android. It's just that simple. There's no other way to do it if you cannot see the screen. You have to have some level of voiceover activated, even if you're a Braille user. So the important part is to know what you're needing for yourself, and that requires research by you, the buyer, before you go to a store and deal with a salesperson who doesn't know anything about assistive technology, but they would really love to sell you this phone for $800 or more, depending on the kind of phone you're going to get. And it's really critical for you to know what your needs are because it's going to be you who uh, takes the device home and utilizes it for two to three years, depending on how long your contract is. Uh, I can't stress enough how important it is for you to know. And I will just say that if you have questions about this, and if there's something that you need some clarification on, reach out to someone who knows. I know, Israel knows, Ryan Harvey knows. We know these things because we've been through it. And we don't say that because we're better than anyone. We say that because we have a lot of experience. I've used assistive technology now for 27 years proud to say that I have learned from a lot of mistakes. Uh, and I say I'm proud because I think the best way you can learn is because of you have you've made some mistakes. 
it's not nothing wrong about that. It's just don't make them and repeat the the mistake. Uh, so most of the time, you're not going to encounter someone who knows a lot about assistive technology at the the Verizon store. They think voiceover is Siri, and it's not, not even close. Um, so just do your research. It's really important that you do your research and know what you need to know. Um, Apple Viz is a great place to find out information about Android or about uh, Apple devices and even some Android conversation, very little, but some, but you can also find the blind Android users list. A lot of great information there, a lot of tutorials there. So if you're a fan of either, or there's plenty of information to find out about voiceover, about screen reading, about navigation, about which device does this, which device does that especially if you're visually impaired. Those are things you need to know before you go to the store and buy a device. It's just that simple. And the same can be said for computers. If you want your computer to do certain things, you need to make sure that it's going to perform up to your standards. I have recommendations because I've seen Dell computers work hard, and they are what I would recommend. Just because I know uh, the durability They last, they can be counted on, and there are certain computers in the market that don't really last that long and are not uh, very effective when you're using assistive technologies on them. But there are certain specs you might want. You might want to consider getting a solid-state drive. You might want to consider getting more RAM and a better processor. Uh, So those things are things to keep in mind. Those things, you may pay more for it in the beginning, but it might give you an extra couple of years of use. Uh, the Surface Pros are really good computers. They're workhorses, man. They they have been tested and they have te- they've passed the test of time. Um, you don't want to be replacing a computer every two years, three years. But I can tell you, if you buy the wrong one, that's exactly what'll happen. Um, so again, know what you're going to ask that computer to do. If you're going to ask it to do work related things then you may want a faster, more reliable uh, machine that can handle multitasking. But if you just want to check your email or, you know, and just shop online, you might not need a computer that has a lot of horsepower. But if you're going to do the job at home, maybe that's something you want to consider. Bottom line, you know, do your research. And if you're just deciding whether you want a tablet or or a computer, full-blown desktop, that's another thing to consider. Um, I know people who have iPhones and iPads and there's good reasons for both. Um, so it's just, it's just one of those things, but the main thing you got to do is as a consumer, protect yourself, know what you're going for, know what you're after and don't accept anything less and don't be oversold. Don't get, if you're blind, unless you just want a 14 pro max, the biggest screen, uh, don't don't be sold on that because it's not you're not going to be able to see the screen and trust me your voiceover gestures won't work any different on a smaller screen as opposed to a larger screen doesn't work like that um so those those are things that we talk about those are things that you can certainly uh 
research before you go to the Apple store, the Verizon store, or even order online and have it delivered to your house. Um, I will tell you that the gentleman who helped me last week at the Verizon store was very knowledgeable and did a great job. Um, I told him what I wanted and he made it happen. He didn't try to oversell me at all. He signed me up for what I asked for. So I couldn't ask for anything better than that. So that's my spiel. I hope that those of you who are out there uh, looking uh, for a new device that will help you in whatever part of life you need help in, in terms of doing a job, or maybe you're just wanting to be able to communicate with your family and your friends better. I hope that that will serve as a good uh, uh, barometer of what you need to be looking for and a good measure of what you want. Uh, make sure you know what you're after. Make sure you're going to get that uh, because selling people, and I, I do not begrudge a salesperson. A good salesperson is going to try to upsell you. That's what they do. They get commissions off that. They need to make money too. Uh, but if you're prepared, when you go in to buy something, you're going to come out of there a much happier customer. Simple as that. Uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we uh, open it up for questions and get any final thoughts from Israel, uh, I wanted to mention this that came to me from uh, the Paciello Group, who is the parent company for Vespero and Freedom Scientific and all of these uh, companies. Uh, of course, the Paciello Group is uh, part of the group that uh, has JAWS and ZoomText and some other fine uh, products that they make, the uh, low vision aids and things like that. So this is something that came to me via email, and I'm going to read part of it to you. won't read the whole thing, but this has to do with something new that is available for JAWS users. Uh, the email says, in part, for many years, people who are blind or have low vision have used the award-winning JAWS 4 kiosk screen reader to easily and independently order at quick service restaurants, vote in elections, and much more. Uh, it goes on to say here, now JAWS for kiosk is available on the Android platform. The JAWS for kiosk Android solution creates accessible and usable self-service experiences for more customers. So this is coming. We're excited about this. The features of, uh, of this uh, include, uh, and there's just a few here that I'll sh share with you, uh, JAWS auto starting upon the insertion of audio device and auto stop sends when the session and audio device is disconnected. So it also works specifically with Storm Assistive Technology products, uh, ELO Audio Jack, as well as other alternative input solutions, such as touch screens, which is great. Ability for administrators to assign custom labels and hints to unclearly labeled kiosk application controls. We'll be hearing and talking more about this in future uh, podcasts. But JAWS is entering the Android world. That is the take home from this. And Israel, as I bring you in uh, to kind of give me your initial thoughts on this, I'm not sure if you saw this news release today, but I'd be interested to get your thoughts on JAWS entering the Android world. How cool is this? I think it's an incredible breakthrough. I mean, it's it it really does open up the platform for more accessibility, more devices. And as a consumer, I mean, it's great. Yeah. To have yourself some more options. 
instead of just being tied to Windows or or Mac, uh, you can now go to an Android on a familiar screen reader that we know. Um, and and Jaws, I mean Jaws is the the creme de la creme of of screen readers uh, on the Windows side. Uh, NVDA, not to knock NVDA, they've done a phenomenal job. Uh, and and to provide that for free is is an incredible thing for NVDA. But uh, this is this is fantastic news. I hadn't seen this note yet, but I'm excited. I'm excited, and I'm excited to dive into it. And and we'll have more uh, on the podcast uh, as as this news develops. Yeah, it's really cool because I think if there was a platform that needed some assistance in moving the accessibility needle forward that's it it's android and and not just because and, and and i and i credit google and i credit the 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 folks who worked on the the software that allows you to use your device on an android platform i mean we got android tvs we got all kinds of stuff but to have a power screen reader getting into that ball game uh and being a part of that and being a factor uh, as as you said, Israel, there's a lot of people who use JAWS and they know it extremely well. So now all of a sudden, maybe in the future, not yet, but maybe in the future, we get access to Android devices with a screen reader that we know that we don't have to learn. Because I mean, think about it this way, too, Mike. I mean, it, it opens up the possibility for Chrome devices. Yes. Very they much. run based on Android. I mean, so again, to, to, to those of us that know and love JAWS, we, it's, it's a software that, and, you know, we've used, I've used for 25 plus years now. Yeah. And I think one of the, if there is criticism and, and I wouldn't, I'm not jumping on this bandwagon necessarily, but I do think one of the criticisms that I have heard by those who have tried to use Android devices, um, whether long-term or short-term, not every device is the same. And yeah. I think that's something that JAWS could maybe bring to the Android platform is a little more universal control of your device where keystrokes work like keystrokes are supposed to work or swipes work like they're supposed to work all the time, no matter what device you have. And I think that is a good and I'm not saying the other devices or the other uh, screen readers don't allow that because they probably do in some ways. But I just I do think having something that everybody knows on a device like that is huge, huge. And, and, and probably one more will thing, cause I mean, the Android sales to go up some. Is wrong. Yeah. Sorry. And and one more thing. I mean, think about it this way too. Uh, for those of of us and those of you uh, out there listening that that are familiar with exporting your Jaws settings. How cool would it be to oh, just yeah. export your personal settings and then grab a different Android device and pop them right into your, and then, you, so ultimately you're creating your own custom user experience at the end of the day. I mean, this is cool. This is really exciting stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm a little annoyed that I didn't see this first, but this is great. <laughs> a newsflash right here on the podcast. <laughs> Breaking news. Yeah. Stay tuned though, because I think this is a chance. This is an opportunity for a lot of development. And I, and I applaud uh, the developers at yes. and freedom scientific, those guys. And I know some of them, I've talked to some of them. Uh, I, I admire the work they do. Uh, what they've done with JAWS in just the last five to seven years to make things like Windows apps 
uh, seemingly easy to use when they really shouldn't be, uh, and changing the way that Jaws had to deal with Windows 11 and things like that and dealing with uh, Teams and other things uh, is really remarkable. And uh, so kudos to them, and we'll see how this plays out. This kind of reminds me, I know, Israel, you and I were pretty giddy last year about the LiDAR feature on some of the phones. and Oh, yeah. You know, and and look what that's doing now in just its first year of existence. And now with JAWS for Android kiosks or kiosks and with Android is the, the key word there to me is Android. Because now that they're in that field, now that they're in that domain, what the development could be and how they're going to take that and run with it. So uh, I will tell you this, just just you you heard it here first. Uh, there's a new screen reader in town on the Android side. And, they and it's a big boy. Doing. Yes, it is. And they some big money behind it, too. So mm-hmm. not that Google can't be matched. <laughs> <laughs> they got big money, too. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they do. A little but bit of competition. And, you know, we've talked about this a lot, Israel, you and I yeah. both. The competition yeah. is always good for users. It, it is good. The experience better for everything for users, because yeah. I'm telling you, Apple's going to take notice of this, too. I mean, ultimately, they as have a consumer. To. Yeah. 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 Ultimately, as a consumer, but at the same time, you you open up this space for productivity. Uh, I mean, again, how many how many of us the office space is dominated by Windows? Yes, it is uh, dominated completely, complete market domination Probably 95 by, by Windows. Yeah, um, but this this opens up for for education because machines Windows machines aren't. Uh, I mean, Android's machines aren't as expensive. Uh, like Apple devices. Uh, so there's a lot of opportunity and there'll be a lot of competition uh, in terms of getting these machines into the hands of students. I, I mean, I'm forgetting, I mean, productivity in the office is great. Yeah. But students, this is, this is huge. Yeah. It's going to be huge. It's going to be great. Uh, if I can and- pop jaws on an $150 Android device. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, why wouldn't you do that? And so that may, impact the price of iPhones and Apple devices. Uh, there's just a lot that could happen here. So again, uh, big news uh, that I saw this afternoon. I uh, thought I would share it here on the podcast and we will see where it goes. It's going to be fun to listen to this podcast a year from now and see how far this has come. Yeah, At the yeah. very least, kiosks are going to be more accessible around the country, which is fantastic. So with that in mind, Again, we're going to open this up for questions. We have talked for about 30 minutes or so. Uh, so want to let folks ask questions and stuff like that. And that's where we stop the recording. And the reason we do that is because we know that people do not necessarily want to be heard or, you know, have their voice recorded. So we try not to uh, interfere with anybody's privacy, but. For those of you who will be leaving us on the podcast on the you know, when you're listening to it on your favorite podcatcher, uh, you can email questions and suggestions to us. And again, uh, Ryan Harvey, if you're still awake over there, give folks the contact information before we stop the recording. AT Hodcorner. I'm not Ryan Harvey, but that's ATHodcorner.com. <laughs> nope. I was muted. And, uh, yes, you Ryan are muted. Harvey, Israel. Cazares, Mike. Moat, and Roger. Roger. Allen. ATHotCorner.com. And if you'd like to join the live broadcast, go to the contact us page, put in your information, and we'll get you set up on the distribution list. Let you know either the day before or the day of when we will be live. 
so you can join in the Q&A session, which is about to begin here in just a few minutes, since Mike gives me the cue. Yeah. And just before we say goodbye, I do want to wish all of you listening on the podcast a very Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, Seasons Greetings, all of the good things. Uh, it's been a tremendous year at AT Hot Corner. We have, I, I, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that we've already done 12 of these. Um, and, and it's, it's amazing. Uh, I'd like to thank our team, Mike Moat, Ryan Harvey, our excellent audio producers, Ryan Harvey and, uh, Roger Allen. Ryan Harvey's our webmaster per excellence. And Mike and I just talk. Yeah, we do. And, but we could not do what we do without those guys. They really do a great job. And I know Roger is uh, probably busy and doing the things that he needs to take care of. I know that there's a lot going on at this time of year. So, uh, but, uh, his contributions are immense and we really appreciate all he does for our podcast. We, and of we, course, the face for this podcast is Mr. Moat. Well, that's a sad thing, but it's great face for radio. Thing yes. Thank you. Yes. Great <laughs> face for radio. That's exactly right. But uh, we thank all of you for being here live. And for those of you who are listening via podcast, we'd love to hear from you. Use those contact methods, if you will, and let us know where you're listening and where you get the podcast and what you might like to hear, because we got a whole new year starting next month. We'll be here uh, and we will be talking to all of you uh, then. And if you'd like to be part of the live show, then obviously go to our website at athotcorner.com and sign up so that you'll be notified the next time we are live. And from all of us to all of you, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate it in happy 2023, we wish you all good health and enjoy this time with your families and your friends. And we will see you in 2023 for more great content please like subscribe and share visit us online at athotcorner.com and download our show to your smartphone or computer wherever you get your podcasts you can also email each of our hosts directly using the contact us page on our website once again that's athotcorner.com a-t-h-o-t-c-o-r-n-e-r.com Thank you for listening and join us next time in the Assistive Technology Hot Corner.